You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. So, you know, I always start off the show with where I met my guest. Funny thing here, though, I'm not sure either of us can remember how or where we met. We've been friends on Facebook for a while, and we seem to track on a lot of topics. But recently, Michelle made a post, and I thought, oh my goodness, I need to have her on the show. But then the funny thing is, when I went to go message her, and we, I looked, and we had like a whole series of conversations trying to figure out how we knew each other and for what purpose our, our connection was made. And the conclusion was just that God must have connected us and we would just wait until that time. So today is the day that I got to meet Michelle uh, in person via Zoom. And uh, the first time we really got to talk outside of Facebook. So Michelle, why don't you take a second and just introduce your family? Okay. Well, I'm Michelle Leonard. I'm from Oklahoma, a little small town, a little rural town outside of Tulsa area. And uh, we have 10 children. Our oldest is 30 and it stair steps down to eight. We have six grandbabies. And so that's really fun. We have three married children. So we just have seven at home. Um, I say that and a lot of people are like, just seven. But uh, to me, that's, you know, (laughs) smaller, I guess. But anyway, so we're just really thankful. Um, My children that are home have helped me with a child evangelism fellowship outreach to our local community. And we do um, outreaches at our church. So we're real busy in ministry, though we're not preachers. Um, I, my oldest son is, but like my husband and I, of course, we're just um, servants, I guess. I'm so thankful for the Lord and all he has done for us. And we homeschool. I guess that's kind of all I can think of at the top of my head. That's fantastic. And so you even just dropped it. What we ended up talking about on Messenger as we were trying to even introduce ourselves, like, how could we have ever met in the first place? Were we in the same place at the same time? What have we been involved in? And what's funny is one of the connection points that we both had was CEF, Child Evangelism Fellowship. And what's funny is our involvement with CEF has always been in Oregon and your involvement has been in Oklahoma. So we have nowhere we would have met for CEF, but yet it was something common between us. And uh, so I think I just want to introduce what CEF is, and that is a ministry to reach children with the gospel of Christ. And so tell me about your experience, maybe how you started or what that looks like for your family. And maybe, maybe we need to start with uh, what is a good news club? What is a five day club? You know, your involvement, we might need to do a little description as, as you share about that. Okay. Well, we, the way we got started was a miracle and I'll share a little backstory about that. We, I, my brother is this uh, CEF director was in North Carolina. And so he had been begging me to start one in our area because we, where we grew up and I can't tell anyone I'm too busy. I don't have time. We're doing so much other things, so many other things. And, but I was praying. <laughs> and when you pray and you ask Jesus to help you, he does. And I was praying and asking God to help our family. I want our family to be world changers for him. I want to reach people. And so I was praying that specific prayer. 
And lo and behold, my brother connected me with our Tulsa director. I said, go ahead and connect me. I'll just hear him out and see what he has to say. Because I love children's ministry. My mother, um, we, we taught children's church for many years. My mama actually had a hard childhood and Christian people loved her. And that's why I know Jesus, <laughs> because mm. some godly people reached out to my mama, who was one of the ones, one of the, her daddy was an alcoholic, you know, things like that. They didn't go to church, but God radically changed my mama's life. And so I saw that potential, like that we can help another child who's struggling. So it's always been near and dear to all of our hearts because of our background. But anyway, kind of a long story. My brother connected us. And it just so happened, you know, not just so happened, God always has a plan, but there was a, a CYIA camp coming up like in two weeks after I contacted this man and they had room for my four, four children, the oldest that were home at the time and still are. So we um, said, okay, tell me more about it. Long story. It was, you know, the cost and things. And I told my husband, you know, I'm scared to send my kids away with people I do not know <laughs> for this time. Um, and so I said, no. And the man told us, you know, don't let that be a hindrance to you. You know, blah, he, it's just a miracle. And I could talk for a long time about that. So I'll kind of stop, but God just, my husband said, Michelle, I really feel like this is what we're supposed to do. So we sent my packed up my kids and we took them to the CYA camp. And I will tell you, it changed our life. And um, I've had a burden for our local community for a while. There was a young man quite some years ago, that's my brother's age, and he took his own life. And um, I, it broke my heart because I thought, who told him about Jesus? Did he know? Did he know? Does his family know? And um, I just wanted to reach out to, to, to everyone. There's so many people that are hurting. And anyway, so I had a burden for our community and there wasn't to see if can't or not, um, you know, in the school there. So we um, my kids went through the training and we started just immediately into our local public school. And I was shocked that you could go into a public school and present the gospel like that. I mean, I knew you could pray around the flagpole, you know, and things like that, but to actually go in and present the gospel like that was shocking to me. And we, the school we work with is very rural and very poor and the principal is a Christian. And so we are very, very blessed with the things that she allows us to do. It is a little different. I'm reminded of that all the time by my director. It is a little different. The things she allows us to do that we are very, I mean, not, not, you know, just she allows us to send tracks home with children, you know, things like that. So she's, um, she said until the state tells her to stop. <laughs> so anyway, she's very, very good. Um, but anyway, and they call us gym church. And um, so we meet in the gym and we haven't been able to since COVID, but that's just, that's kind of the rough. And my daughter summed it up. One of my daughters summed it up so well. She said, I've been in church all of my life and I've never, ever heard the gospel explained like CEF does. And she said, I wish all of my teachers would have known how to teach the, the gospel and Bible lessons like we learned in CEF. So it's been a complete life change for our family. Just so wonderful. And I love it. You know, we kind of have a little similar story in that too, wouldn't you know? And uh, <laughs> so my, our oldest got to be that age, about 13. And our local CEF director was like, hey, why didn't you send Caleb to CYIA this summer? And I thought, not a chance. I'm not <laughs> sending him away to some summer camp where I don't know anybody and I'm not there and he doesn't get a cell phone. So he's not going to be in contact. So I was really resistant. But as I talked to them about it more, it was like, you know, this is such a good opportunity for him to go and to learn to share his faith to be more grounded in his own faith 
And uh, I, I really, I warmed up to the idea. We went the first year kind of thinking, well, this is a test. If it doesn't go well, we're never going to do it again. And uh, it was great. And the next year, two years later, the, my daughter went. And then two years after that, my twins went. And so we've been involved with CEF for 12 years. Our oldest four children, actually our oldest five, have all done like five, six years with CEF. So I want to jump back and say what CYIA is. That stands for Christian Youth in Action. And Child Evangelism Fellowship, CEF, is like the umbrella organization. And CYIA is like their teen training program for the listeners. So Michelle and I would both send our kiddos to this training. And it's, it's less of a fun summer camp and more of really a training camp where they, they learn how to present the gospel. They learn what the word, wordless book is. If you're familiar with that, it's the colors of green, gold, red, white, and black to get to use that as a tool to present the gospel. I don't know if they do it where you are at, but they also even take our teens out one day into local parks and have them do open air ministry where they walk up at a park and, and ask a parent, hey, would you mind if I tell your children a gospel story? And so it is such a unique ministry because not only are our teens being equipped, it, it just, they're reaching out to children presenting for that, but it really shores up their faith too, to understand what they believe and what the gospel is and what the Lord has done for them. Well, I, I do agree with that. In fact, I was going to say that my daughter who was saying that she'd never heard the gospel explained like that had struggled with her salvation. Like I, she would come to our room at night and, you know, just say, mom, I, I prayed, but I, I just don't know. And, and I would just say, well, you know, just, just pray again. You know, I mean, you want to make sure that you're right with God, but when she, when she heard it explained and when she really, cause I would take it out and I would show her in the Bible, but you know, I didn't, I didn't know how to explain it. Like they explained it. I had never been through that. Even though I had taught children's church for all those years, it was just so different. Um, the way they explained it and, um, or the way they just share and you're taught to dig through the scriptures. And one of my boys too, it just, the way that they teach you to go through your Bible and study for yourself and learn. And so when Rebecca went through the CEF, the CYIA camp, and it taught her to go through her Bible and just study and find out for herself, she just told me, she said, I don't struggle anymore. I know, I know that I know because I read it right here in the scripture and the devil can't take that away from me. So it's just such a wonderful thing for our family. Just like just the reassurance that we can have that it's in the Bible. Jesus is there for us and all of these things. And I can just see it in my own kids' life. And I know you can attest to the same, just, I mean, there are Bibles are just out highlighted in, and it's just, this is such a thing. And I wish I would have had that when I was young. They're just, I tell them all the time. I'm so proud of you guys. And um, it's just such a wonderful gift that's been given to our family. And, you know, another thing that's cool, actually, beyond when they're even not involved anymore. So I have a son in the army. And one time, a couple of years ago, he called me and he was like, Mom, this is so cool. I was down in the laundry room in the barracks for the single soldiers. And I was doing my laundry. And this guy that was there just started asking me some questions about the gospel. He knew I was like this church guy, right? Because he doesn't 
go do all the things that all the other soldiers are doing. And so this guy down in the laundry room started asking him all these questions. And he goes, mom, it's like all that training and everything I learned for those five years of CYA just came out. And I totally was able to present the gospel to him and share the plan of salvation. And it was so awesome to be able to do that because that's why I joined the army was to do it as a ministry. And so that was so awesome. I was so proud of him and, and it was, yeah, it was, it was really good. Okay. So two things that I want to actually, again, for clarification, what they are, there's two other aspects of CEF. One is called good news clubs and another is called five day clubs. It sounds like your family has been more involved with good news clubs. So I'm going to let you take that one, but our family's been involved more with their five day clubs. And so the five day clubs are like a summer ministry where moms open up their homes. Families just say, Hey, I've got a front yard and I've got a bunch of kids in the neighborhood. And so CEF sends out their teen missionaries to go around different areas in their community and set up little five day clubs in the yard. So what that looks like is I, as a mom say, I have this yard, I'm going to invite all the neighborhood kids. And then the teens show up and they teach a Bible story, a missionary story. They do songs, they do games, they do a memory verse. And the cool part is that you get to build relationship with your neighbors and with your neighbor's kids. And so it's just one week out of the summer but it is a springboard for that relationship that you can just nurture all year long. So that's what five day clubs are. Why don't you share what good news clubs are and how your family uses that as part of your family ministry? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So we, we do the, do the good news clubs. We have done the five day clubs as well when the kids first started, but um, we do the good news. We go into our local school system. And um, again, I was just so surprised that you could do that. So we, you pick a day um, we go on Mondays. It's the same type situation where you present, you know, you have the, you play games with them, let them run off some of that energy. And then you, um, you know, sing some gospel songs, the memory verse, the missionary story, and then the gospel story. And then our after, so after we do all of that, a normally a normal club would go home. We have been allowed by the school to actually go a little step further. And we've turned it into ministry because a lot of the kids in our area are horror and um, things like that. We actually have a dinner. We have a, a dinner. We usually do a hot dogs or something like that. You can't do that with CEF's name on it. So we end our CEF at a certain time. And this is just something that our family through some local churches that help us some people, some friends, they help us provide the finances for that. And we just told the Lord as he provides, we will do. And so we have turned that into, we do other outreaches. We've done some Christmas outreaches to where we bring the kids from the local community and have a gift for them. We present the gospel and I love it because parents come to these events and the parents hear the gospel as well. So, in, and then we do the Easter, any type of big thing that comes around that I can feed them a hot dog and tell them about Jesus. I don't do it. My kids do all of that part, but I mean, I have on occasion stepped in and shared some things, but for the most part, it was super sweet at our Christmas thing this year that we did. One of the boys that has really been through a lot raised 
his hand and asked me if he could share something. I was a little scared because you know how that goes. You never know what someone's going to say. And all these parents are here, but it was the sweetest thing. He said that I, he said, I just want to share that um, Jesus is real. And you might be thinking that Jesus isn't real, but he's always been there for me. And I know he's real. And that was just so sweet because I thought we never know these adults that are listening. They heard that precious little boy say, Jesus is real. I know he's real. He's always been there for me. And it was just such a touching, sweet, sweet thing. And so that's kind of what our family does. Um, and we absolutely love it. It has, it's helped us cultivate some relationships with the townspeople that we normally wouldn't have had because we live outside of town. It, it's just been an amazing experience and I highly recommend it. I tell everybody who will listen, you got to get involved with CEF. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. And before I hit record, we were also talking about just being older moms. So we're both uh, grandmas now, and we have a wide range of children in our home. And I think sometimes, like when we were first starting out as moms, at least me, it kind of felt like we need to choose ministry or family. You know, it feels like my job as a mom is to pour into my children and to raise my children. And that is my ministry. And it is, it truly is, but it doesn't have to be your only ministry. And also ministry does not need to, and probably shouldn't totally separate our family. And it's such a, we have so many opportunities with our family with our children to be in ministry and it shores up our children's faith simultaneously yes I agree so much yes I agree and I think I what came to my mind when you were saying that is my mama always said that your kids are watching you and um, they're going to, they're going to do what you do. They're not going to listen to what you say. So, you know, to be sure that you're doing what you want your kids to do. So I always, I love serving. I love loving people. Um, it's just something that I always teaching kids or whatever. I, I love stuff like that. So I just kind of brought my kids alongside with me as we would do things. And my husband and I, as we would do things, we just kind of brought the kids along. And so I never Though sometimes it would have been easier <laughs> to leave them with somebody else <laughs> or something. We try to be, you know, careful as you bring your kids along, you have to watch them and things, but just to include them in, you know, the servant serving with the, with you or um, things like that. And I know, I, I don't know, that's just what we've always tried to do is just to bring them alongside. And then when C why I came into our life, it was kind of funny. It's like, my kids are bringing me alongside, <laughs> like I'm following them and I'm helping them, you know, do some of the things. And then the course just, it's just amazing thing to kind of hand it off to your kids and you just be the quote unquote adult, I guess. But yeah, we've always done things as a family, but you're right. And I think sometimes I felt kind of defeated as a young mom because I always wanted to be a missionary. I always want to do these great things. And I thought, I'm just a mom, I'm just a mom. And I had someone tell me, no, you're not just a mom. A mom is the greatest thing that you can be. And you can, um, as a, you know, for a woman to raise these godly children for the Lord, he, they said, you might not be able to be a missionary, but you can raise missionaries or you can raise kids that will go out into the world and, you know, share the gospel. You don't have to be a missionary. I think that was something I, I thought I have to have some some label or something, but I, you can always love people. You can always share the gospel. You can love people right where you're at. You don't have to, you don't have to have something or be somebody, you know, special. I mean, people, there are so many people who need 
just to hear Jesus loves you or something like that. You know, you don't have to, I don't know. I guess I thought there had to be some fancy sign on my door or something (laughs) to label who I was or something. I don't really know what I struggled with, but it was just right there within my family. And because, you know, when you have children, you have young children, when you go out in public, especially if you have a pretty big crew, but any, any, anybody, children draw attention. And when you go places and you can always offer someone a smile or, you know, something like that. So we would always get it. I'm sure you did too. Are those all yours? And I would always say, yes, God has blessed me. They're all mine. You know, things like that. So you can always say something for the Lord to, and you never know what seeds God will plant to bring those people, maybe something, you know, from their childhood or something like that. Oh, you know, just to, I don't know. I think you can always just speak up for Jesus or do something. We can all do something. It doesn't have to be something grand. Like I always thought it needed to be. (laughs) So true. So true. I, I remember I was at a conference and the speaker, well, the title of the conference or the theme for the weekend was changing the world from the heart of your home. And I think that that is so important to not think that this is a compartmentalized, well, they're young and I can't do anything and my hands are tied and ministry will be someday. Whereas instead we recognize that God has put us in this season where we are right now and we can spend each day for the glory of God and and working with our children and ministering with our children is just part of that. Yeah, that's so, so true. And it goes by so fast. And I think sometimes we don't, we just don't realize the things that um, we do and that they just become our habits or things like that, but they're, they really are big things for Jesus just to raise our children, to love him. Um, My mama always taught me, you know, to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I think that's just so good for us, you know, just to, our mission is our kids. And I guess I hadn't thought that, you know, you can include other things like that, but just to teach your kids and to take them with you and just to, it, it just all can work together instead of like you were saying, cause I felt like that too. I, I can't do this or I can't do that because, but God just, and, and here I, here I am. I, I told my husband this too, like God has allowed me like to go and, and to do some of the things that I've always wanted to do, to go out and love these people and to, you know, because I always thought, well, I have to go to Africa or I have to go here or I have to go there to make a difference from the Lord. But no, you can go to your right next to your neighbor. Like you guys were saying about your, you know, five day clubs and, um, you know, you know, there's somebody right next door, somebody in the right in the town that you, you know, go to for your th- thing, you know, your things. Our town is a little rural area. So there's nothing around us, but they do have a school and, you know, there's just people everywhere that need Jesus. Truly. You don't have to be a foreign missionary. You can just be a missionary right there in your own home and your own local town. Yeah. And I, I don't think it has to be terribly formal, like giving, going to the grocery store and being nice to the cashier, you know, being nice and, and asking them how their day is, is a ministry, you know, seeing, I mean, I know it's kind of a, oh, helping the little old lady cross the road, but it's like a very real thing. You know, you see a neighbor in need and you jump in and you're, we present the gospel through our lives. You know, how much more effective is that? How much more impact does that have than just saying it, but instead being the hands and feet of Christ, being the church and building those relationships. And it seems to me right now, again, the older I get, the more I see young moms, especially that 
are thirsty for that relationship and that mentoring and somebody to just tell them, Hey, it's going to be okay. You know, I've been there. I've walked that road and I felt the same way you feel. And these basic interactions are springboards to that. Yeah, very much so. And I think like what you were saying too, I mean, Jesus says, if you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. And I don't think you don't think of people as being the least of these, but, but I think maybe in the least of the things like, well, all I did was give a drink of water or all I did was give them a hot dog or all I did was this, but people know that you love them. All I did was hold somebody's baby or all I did was, it just seems so little to us, but to those people, we don't know what their day was like. We don't know what they've been through. We don't know what their childhood was like. We don't know if anyone has showed them love and just, um, just to think of it as, and that I think has been a really good for me to just, uh, just do it as unto Jesus and he'll bless it. We're not responsible for what happens for what comes to it, but that's Jesus is going to do the drawing. Jesus is going to do the calling, but we're responsible for our part. And, and he would sow those seeds. And I don't know, I just, I just try to think of it kind of like that too, just little things that I can do. Yeah. Just thinking of what I needed when I was a younger mom what I needed, what I still need. I mean, that's silly to say, I don't need it now, but just the encouragement, you know, to go forward and to be, and so many times we don't think, I know for myself, maybe I don't have anything to offer, or I'm not as good as so-and-so she's way better at things than I am, or I have this weakness and I'm not a good housekeeper. I'm not this, or I'm not that instead of working and realizing the strengths that God has given us. I and mean, we can always work on our weaknesses and pick ourselves apart about that, but to work on our strengths to, to lean into our strengths that God has given us because he has given us all gifts. We might, well, they might be buried maybe by what other people said or things that pop into our mind, but they're there. Jesus has given us all strengths to do and to, to serve and to work for him. And so just, I was thinking about that, about the class that we're starting for the moms. I just had a thought, it just popped into my mind. And then I put it out there kind of, I was scared to death, you know, you're putting this out there, opening yourself up for rejection, I guess nobody's going to even want to come to my class. And um, then I just, I've just been so shocked and almost kind of saddened, not saddened, but it makes my heart breaks my heart for all the people who do need encouragement, all the people who do need to feel loved and things like that. And so if, if an idea pops into your head, don't just dismiss it. Don't just um, think, allow those thoughts to come in and mess things up because you never know what God is starting. Because if um, I had just blown my brother off, <laughs> I think about that so many times when he sent me the message with the guy's name, if I would have just said, Oh, leave me alone, Larry, I'm so busy. <laughs> but um, instead we, I took that first step to make that phone call and it just, then God just took off with it, you know, and it just, so I think just in everything in our lives, if we just open, if we just start walking, God will open some doors and if he, once he opens the doors, if we just walk through them and continue walking, he'll keep opening and, and then maybe he'll turn us a different way, you know, or maybe he'll do this or, and I don't know. I just, I just think just walk forward with the strengths that God has given you. And yeah, just, I think I just keep on walking. If you need encouragement too, seek out podcasts or people, or um, I know COVID has kind of made things difficult for face-to-face interaction for some people that just reach out and find people and pray and ask. I have just through my 
um, mothering and my parenting and my marriage and my life and everything. I just, I don't know why it surprises me when I pray for things and God sends them. (laughs) But, you know, I prayed specifically through my homeschooling years. I had a daughter who struggled to read and I just couldn't wrap my, I just tried everything that all my friends were saying and all these things. And then I just started praying for God to send help. I actually sent a letter to an above Ruby's letter asking for help. And I had someone mail me a book. And that book was just, it was just opened a door for her to learn to read. So sometimes we just need to ask Jesus for help. You know, like myself, when we were starting, I was praying and asking God, just use our family, just help us open, open some doors. And then when he did open a door, I tried to shut it, but (laughs) with the CEF, but we did just walk forward. And as we walked forward, even as my husband dragged me a little bit, because I did not want to send my kids off to 12 days, like with you, no way. I don't send my kids off to people I don't know, but it was. So anyway, I think sometimes we make things a little more difficult. I have, but just pray and ask Jesus. He'll bring people into our lives. He'll bring books. He'll bring, yeah, he will. He'll encourage us and, and just help us to walk forward and, um, just and just life and just live for him. Just raise your babies. Just, just love him and go forward and share that, that love with him and and others. And so keep praying for opportunities. And then when we pray for opportunities, we need to trust him for the answer. Because like you said, I pray and pray and pray for these opportunities. And then I forget when the answers come that that was actually something I prayed for. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Why, why, why did I forget that I prayed for that? That was God's answer. I think we just need to remember that there's no perfect person. We see all of our own faults. And we think that other people have so many more abilities, but we all have rough edges and stepping forward and going to where God says that that's like the sandpaper that helps rough off those edges that need smoothed a little bit, right? Iron sharpens iron. And we learn as we go forward and as we step out into faith in the unknown thing. And you know what, actually, it it occurs to me also that when our children know that we don't do this, like, no, we don't, we don't go send our kids to camp. You know, (laughs) I think our kids are recognizing that this is a step of faith for mom too. And that is such a good example for them to see that, you know what, this is something we haven't done before but I am been praying about it and I'm going to walk forward, trusting God to work out some of those details, even though it's an unknown for me. But I think definitely bathing that in prayer and setting that foundation of knowing the word and, and being in prayer about that and about our own family ministry and our children in their lives is so foundational. So Michelle, would you like to just close us out in prayer? Yes, I will do that. And one thing I wanted to share um, before we close, it just kind of came to my mind. My daughter got me a plaque and it says, you have no idea how much I prayed for this, for what I have. I think it's something like I misread it, but it was something I'm, I'm, just, I'm blessed, but you have no idea how much I've prayed. And I think that is so true. So many times we can look at people like you might hear myself or you talk and we might think, oh, they have it all together. No, I'm a big mess about stuff. <laughs> um, but you just see the, and there was a Facebook post and it just said, you know, all the moms moving the trash bags out of their pictures before they take them. So there, you know, I was like, yes, that's so move, move over to this wall. It's clean over here. So we can take this picture. 
and but we don't think that when we see people we don't think that we just see what they post on Facebook or see what they post on Instagram or these things like that we don't see all the messy but Jesus is there and so you might think oh well she has 10 children and, and life is wonderful but uh, I had lots of struggles too I had lots of prayers heart I mean hit my knees I had some kids still, you know, you just hit your knees praying for your kids and just um, crying out to Jesus to help and just to make a difference. So life is not perfect for others, even though it seems like it is. We're all just in this together and we just need Jesus. We all just need Jesus. So I just wanted to share that because it came to my mind as we were thinking, um, as we were talking and closing, but sure, I'd love to pray for us. Dear God, I just, I just praise you, God, and I thank you for all the, all the things, God, and all the ways that you love us, Jesus. And I, I just, I just can't thank you enough for the things that you've brought into my life, just to teach me, to help me, to help, to help me grow and, and God, and the things that you have in the future for me. And I, I praise you. And even though sometimes it hurts, <laughs> I just thank you for, um, hurts to let go or it hurts to, um, just to move forward. The our comfort zones are so easy to stay in Jesus. And I thank you so much for moving me out of my comfort zones through the years, God. And I just pray that uh, you'll be with the women who will be listening to this God. And I just pray that you will help them, help them feel loved, Jesus, help them know that you are there and that you're with them right where they are in the middle of whatever they're going through or whatever they want to do for you, Jesus, that you are there and that all they have to do is call upon you, God, and that you'll be with them every step of the way. And Jesus, I just pray that if there's someone listening to this that doesn't know you, that they will fill you to Jesus and that you will draw them to you and that they will call out to you and just ask you to be the Lord of their life. Savior, just help everyone listening to this to know there's hope and that you are that hope. And we just love you so much and we praise you and we thank you and we thank you for what's to come. God, I just can't um, thank you enough for all you've done for us. And in your precious holy name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And I didn't ask you this ahead of time, but is there a place that people can connect with you? Do you like to make friends online? Oh yeah. I love to make friends online. Yeah. Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm Michelle Hudson Leonard. And then I'm on Instagram too. Um, I know that I'm on some other social things. I don't do a lot of the Instagram and Facebook I do. And I'm mama M O M M A number two, and then T E N on Instagram. So yeah, that's how those are my social accounts that I'm active on. All right. That'd be fun. Also, I have an email. It's number one, number two, Leonard's at gmail.com. I'm happy to help if anybody has any questions or anything like that. I don't mind helping at all. That is so great to have a resource. Thank you. And I'm also going to link in the show notes, some uh, links for CEF because it is actually an international ministry. They are in, I believe every country of the world, except for North Korea. And so all across the world. And then locally, you can always go to CEF's uh, website and look up and see if there's a chapter in your area, because this is the season where you could have a five-day club in your yard, you know, go invite your friends and host a five-day club. And then in the fall, you could get involved with a good news club at your local school. Now, you don't want to call up the school to get involved with that because it's not the school that coordinates it. It is the local CEF chapter. So try to get a hold of them. And wow, you know what? This has been fun because changing the world from our home and ministry with our family, I, oh, I think that's just the heart of God. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today. 
and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true, Thank you.